You're listening to a CHUO podcast. CHUO is community-driven media. Find us online at chuo.fm, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at CHUO FM. What a vibe. Dr. Samantha Connell is here with me, but before we get into our conversation. I just want to drop this quick note for listeners that the contents of this interview is just for information and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for tailored medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your direct physician with any questions you may have regarding a medical and or medical health condition. Let me tell you a bit about this amazing woman affectionately called Dr. Sam, actually spelt C-Y-A-M, by her family, friends, and patients. She is an integrative and board-certified family doctor born and raised in Montreal, Canada. She is the founder and medical director of Bridge Direct Primary Care. Dr. Sam is trained in Canada, the Caribbean, and the USA, graduated from McGill University, where she received her Bachelor of Science in Anatomy and Cell Biology, and she obtained her medical degree with honors from Ross University School of Medicine. She then went on to complete her family medicine residency as chief resident at Atlanta Medical Center. She completed a fellowship in integrative medicine at the University of Arizona Center for Integrative Medicine to complement her MD with her passion for nutrition and botanical medicine. Dr. Sam is a proud ambassador for healthy everyday living to prevent illness and incorporates the promotion of this lifestyle in her practice. So let's get talking with Dr. Sam. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am so thrilled that you're with us. I am blown away by all of your accomplishments. So let me just start there. Being a caregiver in general, we just are so indebted to you. What a journey you've had. It's been a journey. I've really enjoyed it. Definitely some ups and downs, but more ups and downs, right? So can't complain. Gotta celebrate the wins for sure. Can you share with us what sparked your interest in medicine? Yes, definitely. You know, there was a love for the sciences. I think we naturally gravitate to what we're good at in school or what our parents might pat us on the back for. But when I started to see things at home and, you know, I learned a little bit more about health than my parents, honestly. When I started to realize that not everybody's parents have high blood pressure, diabetes, and different chronic conditions, I realized, hmm, you know, there's something a little more to this. I thought this was a normal part of getting older. But also through my parents, I saw how they adjusted different things in their lifestyle the way they ate, the way they exercised, the way they even carried groceries for miles just to get an extra workout in. And that really motivated me to be a part of medicine in a way that was a part of my patient's everyday lifestyle. So then pair that with science and getting involved with community, I knew that I had to do family medicine because I just love conversations. I love being a part of people's lives and being motivating and also doing the same things for myself trying to improve my lifestyle and wellness with everyday things that I do. And in relation to your practice right now, for folks who may not know, what is the scope of care that an integrative medicine doctor provides? So it is a specialty that is recognized here in the U.S. I'm born and raised in Montreal, but 
practicing in Atlanta, Georgia. It's integrative, meaning that it involves not only the conventional medication and surgery and things like that that we know doctors to do, but also includes natural approaches, botanicals, herb, functional medicine, or meditative practices. There's so many areas of uh, integrative medicine. Some people might note it as holistic medicine or natural medicine, but specifically integrative means that you're blending the two. And we are trained in nutrition in medical school, but it's in not as much detail as you will be in certain integrative medicine programs. And it sounds like the family medicine practice really helps people to live their best, healthiest life. So not just from the preventative measures, but also from a corrective perspective. Exactly. You know, we could try to prevent things as much as possible, but sometimes disease happens. You know, of course, there's genetics in there. There's environmental factors. So when a disease does come about, family medicine doctors are trained to treat those things. And again, that could be with nutrition, but sometimes it's medication, sometimes it's surgery, sometimes it's a few different things that you might not expect. So we try as much to focus on preventive, but we do also treat disease. Now we have a clear picture of all of the amazing things that you're doing now. Not all, there's more folks. (laughs) Dr. Sam, (laughs) you are also working on helping us diversify the landscape in healthcare. This amazing initiative that you're working on is called the Momentum Collective. Can you share what that's about? Yes, it's something that I'm very excited about. Me alongside some other doctors as well as a great board of directors created the Momentum Collective back a couple of years ago. And what we are, we're a group of professionals who want to see more diversity in medicine in both the PhD science background as well as the MDDO doctorate program. And what we'd like to see is more of the representation of the community in the medical field in those specific leadership positions. So how we want to do it is by funding those ventures. So we want to provide full scholarships to graduate students or graduate candidates to both PhD and MD or DO programs. We don't want the financial barriers to be there, but we also want to recognize the excellence in uh, a lot of the graduate candidates. And we want to provide full scholarships. We're being pretty bold with our initiative because we don't want there to be any question or any financial reason as to why somebody of color cannot be a medical doctor or PhD scientist. How are you going to engage people who are just thinking that is a barrier for them? So first, I mean, we're in the funding phase right now. So that's primarily where our focus is. And specifically to get the funders, we want to emphasize the importance of diversifying health. It's not just For the numbers, but with diversity comes a diversity of ideas, a diversity in the focus of certain medical conditions. And then for the recipient end, we definitely want to speak to graduate candidates through mentorship, through social media, through different marketing events. We want to let the graduate candidates know that we are available to them when that time comes around. But right now we're focusing on literally building the momentum, making sure we have the funds to offer, creating an excitement for professionals who want to 
push the momentum forward and get the diversity in healthcare going. Health equity all the way. Love it. This is something that is not just happening where you are in Atlanta. You also have an arm here in Canada. So how can people get involved to help contribute to that pot? The best way to do it at this time is to follow us on Instagram or Facebook and that the Momentum Collective. We also have our website, themomentumcollective.ca or themomentumcollective.org. We're working on our charity status, but right now we're already getting the wheels turning. We just need a few more funds to get behind us. So anybody's support as well as volunteering would be greatly appreciated. All our contact information is on our Instagram, Facebook, or on our website. Excellent. Okay, Dr. Sam, you're not leaving me just yet. We also wanted to talk about something that's actually coming up. We're going to dive into a quick chat about a big topic, infertility and mental health. Now, April 18th to April 24th is Canadian Infertility Awareness Week. And the Canadian Fertility and Andrology Society reports that one in six Canadians experience infertility. But time and time again, we hear folks feeling very isolated and unable to speak openly about their experience. What do you think the public perception is regarding infertility? You know, I think it depends on where you are in your lifetime. So when you're much younger, I think that the perception is that people are going to procreate. As you get older and maybe even have your own experiences or experiences close to you, you start to realize that that's not the reality for everybody for various reasons. And that could come from a conversation where maybe you shouldn't have asked that question to maybe even your own personal experience or finding out your parents' struggles with maybe even conceiving you. I love that you brought up the questions. And, you know, I don't think anybody asks the questions out of malice. I truly, in my heart of hearts, believe that. But when somebody asks, what are you going to have kids? Or when are you going to have more kids? It, it can be very triggering for people, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, very triggering, for sure. So there's a stigma that accompanies infertility that has very deep roots. In your opinion, what are some things that loved ones can do to support someone experiencing infertility or just support someone in their choices in general? That's a tough one because the first question is, do you know if there's infertility or not? I think one of the biggest hangups or the biggest turnoff for some people that are being asked these questions is the assumption. So whether it's an assumption that you will be having a child or the assumption that you can't have a child. I think if we get rid of some of the assumptions, that will make the conversation flow a whole lot better. But if it's known that they're struggling with infertility, it could be as simple as asking, how do you feel about this? Or how do you feel about talking about this? And take it from there. If you can find out the answer to that question, then you can figure out how much you could support or maybe they don't want your support in that regard. So there are Mm -hmm. also aspects that can influence somebody's experience when they're going through their journey. I mean, there can be cultural barriers. There could be cultural meanings attributed to infertility that could impact somebody's journey. It's a lot. So from a space of self-care for folks, 
going through their journey, what are some pieces of advice that you can offer from a self-care perspective? Well, I want to rewind a bit and even introduce the word infertility in a different way. Sure. How about subfertility? You know, a lot of the time we don't know whether we're infertile or infertile until we're not. So that's why I like the word subfertility and just accepting that it's not necessarily maybe how you planned it, but giving it some time and working with your own medical doctor as well as your lifestyle may help you to either resolve it or maybe accept it. Sounds cliche, but you're not alone. The frequency or the prevalence of infertility actually increases with age. So chances are there's actually probably people around you who are dealing with the same issue, maybe for a different reason. And, you know, we do have to look at both the male and the female, but there's often a variety of reasons for the issue. So making sure not only are you keeping that in mind and not feeling too isolated by kind of restructuring your mind and knowing the facts, but also taking care of yourself for various reasons, not just focusing on the fertility, but focusing on overall wellness from your nutrition to your activity to spending time just being quiet or being more still, but then on the total other spectrum, not taking yourself so seriously, having fun, doing things that you enjoy are all important parts of your wellness. And we can't forget spirit too, mind, body, soul. It's important to get in touch with your spiritual life or just kind of dig deeper into what you believe. It can get pretty deep, but in getting all of these areas in our life balanced can help us cope with the many challenges that we face. It's difficult. There's no question about it, but there is still life happening to enjoy Mm -hmm. and celebrate and to be mindful of that, for sure. Yeah, and it's good to have hope, too. I think you don't want to get rid of hope. And, you know, the idea that infertility could actually be subfertility, and we don't know when you're actually going to conceive and, you know, go through a healthy pregnancy until it does happen. So accepting the idea of subfertility rather than infertility, I think, is also a good mind shift when looking at this issue. What a conversation. Please remind everyone, (laughs) how can they connect with you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook at Dr. Sam, D-R-C-Y-A-M. You can also go to drsam.com. Make sure to check out the Momentum Collective to see what we're up to and see how you can get involved and support us. And your book. Um, And and my book. Yes. Yes. We've got two children books out, me and Adam Ali. Um, They are, of course, there's a wellness theme in there. Both of them are about my little cousin, Sunia. She's going on an adventure to school with her toothbrush and she wants to share why it's important to brush your teeth. And that one is Samia and her electric toothbrush. And the other one is Samia's first day at gymnastics. So we learn about how Samia does her hops, skips, and jumps, but also how she deals with stress and anxiety 
and how she uses a special tool that everybody has to cope with a difficult situation. So very age appropriate, beautiful colors, kids love it. So pick up your copy. And we're actually coming out with a French version pretty soon. So pick up the English and stay tuned for the French one as well. Probably around late summerish, we're going to see that one come out. Yes, look for it this summertime. You guys can hold me accountable. <laughs> you know we will. <laughs> you go on my Instagram and remind me, like, hey. I absolutely love connecting with you. So hopefully you'll be able to visit with us again sometime soon. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, looking forward to seeing with you again. Thank you so much. You've been listening to a CHO original podcast. CHO is community driven media. Find us online at CHO.FM, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at CHO FM.